When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He was calling to me at the time And I knew even then I could die for the thoughts That I kept in the back of my mind But I dared not to speak How I felt for my dad Cause there were no words to define This ball of confusion Of feelings and junk That I kept in the back of my mind Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Perfectly Good Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that is counting down every John Hyatt song from A to Z. Um, Sylvan Groth and I are at the foot of the stairs, uh, ready yes. to talk uh, one of my favorite songs. Spoilers. Uh one of my favorite songs <laughs> from ultimately, if I had to pick my favorite John Hyatt a CD uh, album. So um, I will be um, the um, I will be the pro uh, cheerleader this time. Uh, Sylvan, welcome to the show again, as always. I will be right there cheering with you, uh, Jesse. This is the first time we are discussing any song from Stolen Moments, which is one of the three albums that are often referred to as the Recovery Trilogy and many people's favorite John Hyatt albums. And I think the song is a great uh, example of why they refer to it as the Recovery Trilogy. But um, before we go too much into the weeds, do we want to do just the facts? Yes, we do. Uh, please. Okay, so as I said, this was from the album Stolen Moments. It was released in 1990 on AM Records. Um, it is track number four of uh, Stolen Moments. And that is kind of an unusual album in the entire John Hyatt catalog. A little bit of a backstory. Um, John, of course, recorded Bring the Family with the super group and then uh, follow that up with the touring band that he had put together to somehow capture the magic of that supergroup, the Goners. And the Goners um, were touring with John and recorded Slow Turning together with John, had a lot of history. And then um, one day, uh, Sonny Landreth, 
the guitarist had an opportunity to uh, do something else. And he figured he should probably check in with John Hyatt since they had been on kind of a clip. And John informed him that, yeah, you go ahead and do something else because I'm going to go a completely different way with my next album, which was the first time that he worked exclusively with studio musicians. And um, Jesse and I both shared that we love this album, but it sounds very different than many of John's kind of organic, uh, everyone in a groove together kind of thing. It, it, I would say it's the most produced of John's uh, studio albums. You can take that as a positive or a negative. And it was produced by Glenn Johns, um, who is a brilliant producer. I believe he was also the producer of, uh, so turning, I'm a little embarrassed. I don't know that off the top of my head um and later went on to record one of my favorites the country bears which jesse and i met when i was discussing that on set listing bruce set listing bruce excuse me um but um as far as other facts there are some covers out there which i shared with jesse earlier today one of them uh appeared on another album that was kind of a little bit more produced and uh, inorganic, shall we say, which was Rolling Into Memphis, The Songs of John Hyatt, which is a compilation released by Telark Blues. And Cliff Eberhardt, who's a great folk singer, did, in my opinion, a great version of this song. It also appeared on Ilsa DeLang's uh, Dear John tribute album. I unfortunately do not have my own copy. I remember in the John Hyatt discussion group, everyone was so excited about this singer devoting an entire album of all John Hyatt covers. And um, a lot of my friends got to see her perform and had such wonderful things to say, but I missed out on that boat. Yeah, uh, I Jesse, did, have I missed anything? No, I was not aware of that either. You sent me the links to the three covers. Um, I loved her version of it. I, I liked all three, but I thought that was good. And I, I now, um, you know, immediately like, oh, I should go pick up that um, CD. It's out of print and it is not cheap. Uh, it is um, <laughs> like the, Amazon have his, it for like 55 bucks for the CD. Yeah. Uh, and so and that's insult to injury because your money isn't going to support the artist, which is always a bummer. Yeah, exactly. So. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, when... Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. When I talk about this being my favorite album, it, it is the song selection is what speaks mm-hmm. to me, not necessarily the production. Um, and uh, so I, I, I was not aware that he did studio musicians for this. Um, it is, um, it does, it is an inner, knowing that it's interesting to see the cover with all the pictures of him kind of, it looks like in a recording studio. Um, so very nice. I, uh, um, okay. Very, very good. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into it then. Uh, uh, back of my mind. Yeah. And just to, yeah, um, a little footnote on that too, is, um, the liner notes. Oh goodness. I miss liner notes. Um, actually has every musician under the title of each song. And so for back of my mind, we actually have, um, two different musicians uh, credited for playing synthesizer, which I I wouldn't have picked that out and heard that. And, you know, when you think of a John Hyatt song, synthesizers do not come to mind yet. um, I'm going to go ahead and say they work here. And I think maybe in the course of our discussion of what is great about the song, we'll try to figure that out, Jesse, but um, yeah, it, it is so poetic. You listen to this song and you are right there on the journey of uh, this Capra-esque character who is looking back at his childhood, which was not necessarily happy, and his adulthood, which had some unhappy moments. And then like the best stories and especially the best John Hyatt songs, we have this moment of redemption that comes and lifts us out of those dark, troubled times. And oh, it's so good. All yeah. the imagery that goes on in there. Like, is there something in particular that really resonates for you? So I think your your discussion of the Capra journey is really well said. I had not thought of that. And it is, it does feel, you know, um, Jimmy Smith goes to Washington or, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Mr. Smith, 
Uh, it's a wonderful life. Yeah, it's yeah. a wonderful life and everything. The one of the th- the thing that captivates me first is while well, my daddy he stood at the foot of the stairs. He was calling to me at this time at the time, and I knew even then I could die for the thoughts that I kept in the back of my mind. Um, I think all of us who are parents and all of us who are children, so that's everyone, right? Has that where you are so angry at your parent. And as a parent, you can tell your child is incredibly mad at you, um, either because you're telling them, no, they can't do what they want to do, or you're trying to make them do something. And that and you could read it in their eyes and you you know that you you can't say it and that idea that i knew even then i could die for the thoughts that i kept in the back of my mind that not i'm going to be in trouble not that my father right. is going to uh be angry at me i could die there is the risk of physical violence and is that a metaphor is it a reality i I don't know but it is something uh, you know because i dare not speak how i felt for my dad Uh, i just think this this grabs you by the throat at the very beginning of the song and and says we're in for a journey it pulls absolutely no punches And um, I think you're right. You can look at it as, you know, very literal that there is a threat of physical violence and harm and death, or it could be a little bit more metaphoric. And I was kind of struck by the idea of in childhood, our reality shifts so completely that it is kind of like a death that your entire world can change when all of a sudden you say something to your parent that you can't take back. And I think any of us who have gone through adolescence have gone through that. We've witnessed the pain that we cause our parents and realized that, oh my God, these you know, protectors, these beings who guided us through our entire life, who gave us life, they're just mortal like us. And to realize that you could say something that could harm your parent is to give yourself a power that you never knew you could have. And that's in a way killing your innocence. So yeah, I mean, it's so good. (laughs) And, you know, you started reading the lyrics and I just wanted the next stanza because that ball of confusion of feelings and stuff that I kept at the back of my mind, like to throw stuff in there feels like a cheap word or a giveaway, but it's perfect. There's nothing else that can talk about that inexplainable muddle of feelings that you're going through at that point in your life. And I'm sorry, I cut you off. (laughs) No, no, no. I I agree that I I was just going to give you a, I, I, my, my father called me hotshot when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. That was my nickname. And sometime when I was some punk preteen teen, I, you know, my 
parents had divorced and everything. And I told him, I, I don't like being called hotshot. Stop it. And so, um, and he never liked the word. He ne- he was a Jesse and he didn't like Jesse. And my mom maimed me Jesse, even despite he wanting it. So he started calling me JW. And when I was in my twenties, when I realized what a jerk I was, I'm like, you know, dad, nothing wrong with saying hotshot. And, but he never did. And I know that hurt him for no reason whatsoever. Right. And then the same time, I think we've all had the experience where we're excited about something and some parents are really good, but other parents are not. And they're like, oh, well, really? You think someone's mm-hmm. going to want to read what you write? Right. And you're like, or just poke that hole. Yeah. Yeah. Just poke the hole. So it is a mutual mm-hmm. street that we could hurt them and they can hurt us. And so, mm-hmm. he, and I do agree, stuff, stuff is, what are you doing? Well, I'm just, we're just doing stuff, right? I, I mm-hmm. love that. So, all right, why don't you take us through the next? Yeah, well, just um, before we go on, I, yeah. because you shared a personal story, I feel okay sharing this. This album came out when I was 11 years old. Wow. So standing at the foot of the stairs and all that, um, I was kind of going through it and I've grown up through the journey this song takes, but especially those lines, I dared not to speak how I felt for my dad. Um, My biological father never signed my birth certificate and he didn't come into my life again until I was 26 years old. Mm. So it was literally, you don't speak of it. I, I could not express that that hurt me that he was not there, but he was always in the back of my mind, Um, which isn't anything really that John is trying to capture here. But I think it's a great example of how you can have a very different experience than the literal meaning of a song, but a line can just perfectly capture your feelings and your experience. Because yeah, I, I, I dared not to speak definitely was something that came to me again and again from the time I first heard this when I was 11 up through, you know, 2022. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine, right? Because you, uh, I don't know the circumstances, but it it appears based on what you said, right? That um, it was not a comfortable topic. Right. You can't. Hey, mom, what wonder why, you know, uh, my dad didn't want to see me, you know, what, 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 right. you know, and, and so you've got this extra um, and there is, I assume, Sylvan, you had the ball of confusion, feelings and stuff. Right. Like you're yes. you're you're glad you have your mother and you're here. But mother. at the same time, it's 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 strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you. you go out into the world and again, to John put it so well, took to the highway and I kept to myself looking and hoping to find some solutions, some answers, some way to exist with all this stuff in the back of my mind. Like that's it. 
you know, like all of a sudden you're not in your parents' house anymore and you're just trying to sort it all out. Um, you're feeling like, ha, I'm finally free. I have my independence. And then wait a second, what am I doing out here? Um, he goes on, took me a job, took me a wife, and I took to a bottle of wine. It did not take long till all I had left was this junk in the back of my mind. Um, so, and, and we all have baggage. We, yes, we, we all bring the baggage. I remember Don Henley once in an interview said he would make the argument that we spend our adult life trying to get over what happened to us in high school. Um, and mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think there's a little bit of truth to that. Um, and you carrying that baggage, right? Um, just looking and hoping to find some solutions, some answers, some way to exist. Um, that's such a powerful line. It is such it's a powerful really a- phrase that it says, you know, that, and, and I love. You're not looking for a happily ever after. You're looking for survival. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and the, you know, I want a solution answers mm-hmm. in some way to exist, not when, like you said, not happily ever after. Um, and we have the discussion of wine. Um, one of the reasons mm-hmm. why this is part of the, you know, sobriety trilogy, right? Recovery trilogy. Yeah, recovery. Yeah. Um, and, but no matter the job, wife, bottle of wine, but he was still left with all that junk, all that right. baggage in his mind. He wasn't mm-hmm. finding that solution. And I think that's mm-hmm. really interesting to see. Yeah. Yes. Um, and we get to the bridge, which, uh, is kind of unusual and it's very, um, almost operatic Mm -hmm. in the driving like rain or runaway train. Don't worry, everybody. I will never try to sing on this podcast. Um, flying blind shot from the dark in the back of my mind. It, It really, it goes high and low and it really takes you on that journey of like, that's searching. And um, every time I hear it, I just feel it in my heart. You know, my my uh, pulse rises with those notes of um, driving like rain or runaway train. These are not uh, unique metaphors, but they are so effective here. Yes. And um, the, the idea that... Uh, there's shot from the dark in the back of my mind that like there's going to be something that moves you forward from that darkness that you either get held back or you go onward um which brings us into the next thing and sorry if anyone is just kind of like are they really just going to go line by line how can you not every line of this song is so good yes um the end of the tunnel never came up till I got to the end of the line. And I saw that the light I'd been hoping to see was just a spark in the back of my mind. The answer he had been looking for was there all along. He kept on chasing after something. And as they say, no matter where you go, there you are. 
he had to face that. And there was a light to guide him through those dark times. Um, it, it, it takes me on the journey every time that like, I feel the desperation and then I am saved right along with him. I feel that hope kindling out of something. How about you? So one of the things you often hear in business is um, in a phrase, right? Light at the end of the tunnel, light at the end of the tunnel. Well, I hope it isn't mm -hmm. a train, right? Like I hope it truly is a light. Yeah. I hope it isn't a train coming to us. Um, so, you know, when I, well, the, well, the end of the tunnel, it never came up. I don't have that. And then um, I saw that light I'd been hoping to see. There is such a sense of, you know, could this happen? Am I going to find this? Am I going to find redemption? And, and you know, it. he'd been hoping it and he sees it. Um, and, and it is, as you talked about so eloquently, the answer was there all along. And it isn't as simple as, well, just like yourself and things will be better or accept who you <laughs> right. are. I mean, that's that there is a journey involved that. Um, and, mm -hmm. and the cold wind that blew through the hole in my heart made a fire for the very first time, finding some branches of trust and a kindling of faith and that spark in the back of my mind. That's just, right. Yeah. That did you, you I feel really... his journey. I feel mm -hmm. that that cold wind and the hole in his heart and how you 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 try to rebuild your life on that. Yes, and we have those words of trust and faith that come up um so much and that um I I love the imagery he's building of slowly building a fire that you need the kindling, you need the small stuff, and then you get the branches. And, you know, the idea of you extend an olive branch, uh, that kind of came up for me with the branch of trust. And that is when you start reaching out to someone and you can't do it on your own. And all that same time, he's not looking for someone to completely rescue him because all of those things also needed the spark in the back of his mind, that thing that he would not let go of, the light that um, he was bringing despite the darkness that he had been through. And then I have always heard this as when he meets Nancy or, you know, the character's wife and she uh, allows him to feel the things that he had been closed off for so, so long. Um, but then we go back into the, um, driving like rain or a runaway train, that lament, um, which I think makes perfect sense because when you're in that time of like, life is going to get better, you do kind of have to take a beat and say, that was really hard. You know, you have to look back at the pain that you went through and feel it, not just like shove it away because if you shove it too hard it's gonna shove back or just not actually go anywhere um but again just uh lyrically um and melodically it feels like a journey that uh we return to again and i, I know every time i hear it there's that kind of final drum beat uh which might actually be 
a synthesizer now that I'm looking at the uh, musician on it, that just, it feels like a dun dun dun. Like we, we did it. We like, we crossed the finish line. We, we beat those uh, footsteps into the ground and we can put it behind us in the back of our mind. Um, But do you have any other thoughts about the, so I have a question. the musical journey. Yeah, I want to. What is your thoughts on his vocal style for this? His the the way he sings this vocally. Do you have any thoughts about that? Um. So, if you compare it to say "I See Blue Heart," it's not not as quite as much of a stretch, but it's certainly he is extending notes longer than he usually does. And it's a, almost a wail at times. Um, but then through the verses, it's a very soft, almost speaking style, which I think brings you in. And um, it feels intimate in a way that other songs uh, might not, you know, certainly the one before it is Child of the Wild Blue Yonder. The next one is Stolen Moments. It, they can almost be jarring. I remember sometimes I'm so lost in this song, and then all of a sudden the dun 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 dun. What's happening? <laughs> um, and if you do listen to the covers, I think um, you can see that it does take someone with some good vocal range to be able to pull it off. Um, I I do think John pulls something off with his lyrical interpretation and singing that I don't know as any of the covers quite do with that intimacy that I was talking about. And again, not being a musician, not being a singer, I don't know how to technically describe it, but um, it's really compelling and it makes the journey so much more uh, intimate and enjoyable. What about you? Yeah, I, I love his vocals on this, uh, song and the methodical. So I took me a job and I took me a wife and I took me a bottle of wine is just very, mm-hmm. just a methodical I'm the telling rhythm. The story, you know, and then mm-hmm. driving like rain on a runaway train, right. Flying blind shot from the dark in the back of my mind is very soaring. He changes the tempo and he changes his voice a little. And it is, um, and I'm, I'm going to use the wrong words. It, it's not a true staccato, but you know, it is very, it is a matter of fact, just the facts telling the story. And then when you get that bridge, you do that stretch, that really showing emotion uh, makes for me, a really beautiful feeling. I, I, you know, one of the things that we will talk about often is how John's songs make us feel. And this song makes me feel his journey. This song is one that my, my heart soars when he's doing the shot from the dark in the back of my mind. And uh, I am, I am, eager to be there with him as he makes his journey. Yeah. I, I was kind of thinking about like that old Negro spiritual of nobody knows the trouble I've seen. This is the yeah. antithesis of this, right. that like, he's telling you 
I know exactly the trouble I've seen, and I bet you've seen something similar. Yeah. And um, let me bring you in to, to know me better and yeah. to know that it gets better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, um, I think, I think he was hitting on all cylinders when he wrote this, when he recorded mm-hmm. it with the band. I just think this is um, lightning in a bottle and it's just a, it is one of my favorite songs. And I, as I said, this is, if I had to put my favorite album um, and I think this is a strong, I, I can't rank them. I, it would be hard for me to rank what are my favorite songs on this album, but this is one of those that I would say is, you, you talked about at the bottom. Yeah. 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 It would be, and it would be, as you say, um, you, I love the fact that you always say, if, if I want to give someone a sampling, I don't pull a best of, I say, here is an album, go on this journey with John. And so, yeah, I, I just, um, this is just wonderful. I, I love it. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I've spoilers compared- away, this, this is a five. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm just- <laughs> right. Yeah. I've compared um, stolen moments to like a great novel or a really perfect movie where you know it takes you on a journey um we have the the prelude which gives you an idea of where we're going with real fine love we then are introduced to the two different characters and then we kind of go through the ups and downs of a relationship and then it winds up ends with the kiss as all great romances do um spoilers again if anyone out there happens to be listening to this episode and hasn't listened to stolen moments from start to finish hard to believe yeah go ahead do yourself a great favor and do that and um yeah no spoilers also jesse it's a five star for me yeah um is there anything else we need to do besides that no no i i think that's it yeah i mean um i i just uh i I wasn't going to argue with you if you gave it a four, but I was going to be like, nope, you can't convince me it's not a five. Um, and and I, I've been thinking, I won't give fives to everything on that album. Uh, but this one no. is, this is really, really beautiful. It, great stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, and this was a great discussion for me because, you know, I knew the lyrics were a five star uh, it was good for me to listen to it with a like, well, how does it rate with the music and uh, everything that we're saying that just how perfectly the tempo and the uh, instrumentation and the vocalization fits the story he's telling five stars. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Um, all right. So if you're a listener and you go, no, this is a one. This is the worst John's wrote. Um, we still want to hear you. We will still love you, right? If the back yes. of your mind, you're going, ah, this doesn't work for me. Uh, Agree to disagree, know. but yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you can send us an email to perfectlygoodpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at Jesse Jackson DFW. You can find me on uh, Facebook, Jesse Jackson, Louisville, Texas. You can hear me talking about Bruce Springsteen on Set Lusting Bruce. Uh, Sylvan, how can we find you? 
You can find me at Sylvan Groth on Facebook, Sylvan Green Eyes on Twitter. And uh, there aren't too many Sylvan Groths out there. So I don't think you have to go into geography. But for the record, I am in Vermont. Yes. Uh, Jesse Jackson. There are a lot of Jesse Jacksons out there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. A couple. Yes. Well, another great one. Thank you, Sylvan. This is wonderful. I appreciate it. Uh, Listeners, please tell a friend about the podcast. Uh, Share someone uh, that says, hey, you want to check out this John Hyatt guy? Here's someone who will go with it and share it with you. We really would love um, you to go to iTunes, rate and review us uh, to help us find more listeners. And uh, we'll be back next week with another song. So, yay. Uh, yay. So, thank you, Sylvan. Thank you, listeners. Have a little thank faith. Thank you, Jesse. Have a little faith. Baby, we can come on home. Put the cow horns back on the Cadillac and change the message on the court of It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.